the Cycle and Family Podcast. We're still here. I hope I still remember how to do this. I kind of feel like I've been away for uh, for for longer than two weeks. But I am, as always, your host, Jamie Steyer Johnson, alongside my brother, Eric Steyer. Hello. He's here Hello, as well. I'm uh, I yeah I, I hope I still remember to do this um obviously we had a planned week off as I traveled to Cancun for my honeymoon which was beautiful weather was amazing I ate nonstop for a week which was very fun especially once I discovered where the best desserts were and then I came back and uh my cat decided to die immediately so I took another week off but we're back we are uh recovering mentally physically emotionally uh and 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 in the spirit of all that i thought you know what you know what hasn't been like abounding for cyclone fans lately in some regards is good vibes and so that's why i have declared today the good vibes only episode as much as humanly possible uh we're gonna be sharing some really good stuff that's been happening in Cyclone Athletics. We will also do a preview of Iowa State versus Oklahoma next week in football. And maybe that'll be good vibes. Maybe not. Uh, kind of up in the air there. But we've got we've got actually quite a list of really good things to mention and talk about today uh, that maybe you've seen. Maybe you haven't seen. If you follow me on Twitter, you probably have seen most of it, at least mentioned. Uh, but I wanted to start off with... A big one here. Uh, Iowa State Volleyball, which I, for the record, love volleyball. I find myself guilty of, like, not tuning in as often as I should. But it's super fun, especially when it's at home on ESPN+. Plus, Because then my pal, Noah Wolf, who I will be reunited with very shortly for women's basketball season. Uh, he does do the play-by-play for ESPN+. Plus, and volleyball is just a super fun sport to watch like it's something that you can I think get the hang of enough to at least watch as a fan pretty quickly there's complexities to it and strategy that even I don't understand but it's fun it's intense it's it's very back and forth and so uh all that to say Iowa State they're rolling they are really rolling Iowa State is on a five game winning streak in conference and the fourth game of that streak taken down number one Texas the last undefeated team in the country at home that was that was an incredible game Eric I know you said you were in class that night so you did not get to enjoy uh the match that it was but I honestly I hadn't realized that it was that night and so I looked at my phone I saw on Twitter I'm like oh my gosh they took they took a match because, or they took a, they took a set because there's, you know, you got to win three out of five sets to win the match. And so I thought that's good. That's good for them. They took the second set. Um, and I was super excited for them that at least they were going to take a set and I tuned in and then they took another and forced it to five and ended up winning. And so it was awesome. Um, they're contending for the top of the conference, but what I think is so cool is that as I was watching, I saw that they have the student section in the end zone because for volleyball, they put down drapes to kind of cover off the end section of stands um, just 
to kind of bump stuff over, keep everyone a little bit closer. And so the student sections in the end zone, it's like right butted up to the court, kind of like they do for basketball, but there's not a hoop there and, and like the media and stuff. So it feels a little bit more close quarters with the players. And in the fifth set, the second half, so you switch the sides halfway through the last set. And that put Texas serving right in front of the students. And the the point that they lost on, they missed the serve. Like they overserved it. And I know those students were yelling. They were so loud. Christy Johnson Lynn said that a huge part uh, that she felt was having such a great crowd, having such great students. And so, I mean, Eric, we've been to a bunch of different sporting events in Hilton growing up. We've gone to volleyball games. We've gone to wrestling in addition to obviously men's and women's basketball, but just how cool is it to see that translating to other sports, you know, that, that just don't get the same kind of coverage as the basketball teams do. Yeah. It's fun to just see the positive energy at Hilton. Like it doesn't really matter what sport it is just to have the positive energy and feed off the crowd it's fun whether it's basketball or volleyball or wrestling or anything really that's in Hilton just the the energy that you get from the fans in that building it's always really fun and you know I I do remember like going to games as a kid and you know I think we upset like maybe Nebraska or something back in the day or maybe it was Texas and just the positive vibes like you're saying about this episode just the positive energy there is just it's it's really cool to see no matter what sport it is yeah it's it's super cool especially because i think that especially at this point when you have people that are going to things like a volleyball where the attendance just isn't quite as high yet um obviously i think it's getting more attention nationally people are finally recognizing how fun of a sport it is to watch and support um but the people who are there like really want to be there they're very engaged and so it's really cool to see in a situation like that where they have the opportunity to get really riled up you know there was there was juicy wiggle after the fourth set when they when they forced it to the fifth set and you know you've got sweet caroline after the game and the students and the team are all kind of together on the edge of the court and celebrating it's it's really cool and i also think it's nice because as a student i mean you only have so many events that you get to go to in your career and so to be able to go to something like that and have such a special experience like you you only see an unranked team take down an unbeaten number one in any sport every so often and so to go there and plus you know you can start ramping up there's going to be so many things to attend here for a hot second when you've got volleyball football and both basketball teams playing at the same time like we will for a little bit here um so I definitely love to see Hilton up and rocking and Super, super fun. I definitely will be continuing to follow volleyball as closely as I can remember to next games at West Virginia on Wednesday, but it's kind of a weird one. It's an earlier uh, game time. They start playing at four, so I'll be working, but I might be able to like throw it on my phone and have it kind of off to the side as I work. That's something that I can do. So super nice there. And then uh, TCU at home next Friday. So I've said it before, but if you're going to Ames for football this coming weekend, and if you're someone who maybe comes from further away, definitely consider hopping over to Hilton to see Iowa State taken on TCU. It's 630. It's a really great time there. Uh, and you can just start start getting your uh, your cheering voice ready. So that that's kind of the, the headline um, as far as this past week has gone. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out as well to women's golf, who 
this weekend it finished well we're recording sunday so today uh they finished up their fall season out at the stanford intercollegiate meet they had their top finish of the season they were tied for second took down 10 top 50 teams and recorded the best final round in the uh in the match open i don't i don't know what they technically call them the tournament i guess tournament sure we'll we'll go with that the best final round in the field i guess yeah in the field that's good i think that's probably right i would 100 default to you on anything (laughs) regarding golf i do love golf (laughs) but uh when we took golfing lessons i was a caddy because i did not (laughs) want to swing a club clean the clubs Eric, Eric went and played varsity and I haven't touched a golf club in 15 years, but you know, that's, that's neither here nor there and probably not surprising if you know me, but I'm excited for them. Uh, they'll be back in action in February. So they've got some time before their spring season starts, but obviously uh, certainly exciting to see any success in ISU athletics, but that's a really big one. I mean, that's, that's a good tournament. So um, those are kind of the little shout outs on stuff that like, I don't know anything about golf, so that's what I can give. But where I can give (laughs) some insight is uh, what I probably have the the most license to speak on in general, which is Iowa State women's basketball. Um, This was going to be like the main focus of our show last week that got pushed to this week. Uh, So these a lot of this news has been out for a hot second, but I don't think that diminishes how exciting it is. Uh, which is to say that Iowa State has been getting about as much respect as they ever have preseason. Um, they're kind of knocking at the door of a lot of the marks that they had set back in like that 2000 season. Um, but they were voted first in the Big 12 preseason by the coaches. Um, Ashley was voted preseason player of the year in the Big 12. She Lex and Emily Ryan were all named all conference, which they were postseason all conference last year. So voted into the preseason team this year as well. Um, And then also came in at number eight in the first preseason AP poll. Um, It's, it's exciting. Like last year was crazy because there was a lot of hype and there, there were just, I think, a few more question marks because it wasn't like this year where it was almost the exact same team. There were there were just a few more places where there was some turnover. You know, we hadn't seen Beatrice Jordao play. We hadn't seen Morgan Kane in significant minutes. And so it kind of remained to be seen in the preseason last year how the post position would work out. Um, you had major contributors like... Mighty Wise even played some of the five, and so her being gone definitely was was different. Um, and you just had people who were who were real young and had had great freshman seasons, like Lexi Donarski, like Emily Ryan, um, like you know Aubrey Jones had played and played last year. Um, and so you just had more question marks, I think. And this year, it's more okay. You know that the hype's real. Are we going to live up to it? But it feels it feels justified and so you want to be those people going into it but it's it's crazy you know to see to see people recognizing Iowa State and to see this happening at a time where women's basketball is getting about as much as 
as much attention as it ever has. Um, so like for me, I think back and I don't really remember the 2000 season because mom wasn't coaching and I was four years old <laughs> and, and you definitely, I, I shouldn't speak for you. I assume what, what, you yeah, don't. I, I remember that. <laughs> that was a great year. No, I don't remember it either. You remember like the second hand like, in, in retrospect, I was probably here for this game that I've now heard about, but don't yeah. really have my own memories. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. It's cool. Like, can you think of another year? Obviously last year w was similar, but like I said, kind of different, but can you think of another year that's like even remotely close to this as far as hype preseason since we've been around the program in the past let's say just under 20 years that we can remember? Well, n no, because I mean, pick to win the conference the first time since 2000, or I think it was, yeah, 2000. And, you know, in the preseason top 10, I don't remember that being the case ever that I can remember. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think this is definitely the most preseason respect that I can remember Iowa State getting in the preseason. Yeah, it's... It's a wild situation to be in, and so you hope that you live up to it. But uh, you know, you feel good about it because I, I had some, I had some requests on Twitter. You know, people talking about, hey, we we heard there was a scrimmage. Uh, can't really go too in depth on that. That's obviously very like confidential. So I'm not someone who can break any news about that. But I, along with others, have have heard good things. Um, certainly, certainly positive vibes coming from that as well. Um, I know that from what I've heard, there was a lot of contributors and that's really all you can hope for at this point in the season is to have a lot of people that you can potentially have develop into weapons. Because we said, you know, you've got pretty much anyone that was significantly impactful from last year. They've got almost the entire team back. And then you've got some big additions. You've got Danae Fritz, who was a starter to start the year as a true freshman and ended up getting injured. You've got her back who certainly someone nice to have, who is pretty athletic, plays good defense, can make good plays on the offensive end, I think is, is fairly mature. So makes tends to make fairly good decisions, which I mean, she's, she's young, but uh, <laughs> you don't get recruited to Iowa state by not making solid decisions a lot of the time. And then you've got, You've got a 6'6 kid on the roster. You know, you got a 6'6 kid who wants to shoot the three but can go inside. So it's, I don't know, it's exciting. Is there anything specific that you are, like, excited to see from the team or any specific games or things you're looking forward to just thinking ahead as the season starts so soon? Um, well, just I think the race for the conference title will be really interesting. Just looking at the preseason rankings and polls, I mean, it's Iowa State and Texas basically tied at the top. Mm -hmm. And Iowa State had 75 points. Texas had 74 points in the preseason poll and both had four first place votes. So Iowa State gets gets the, uh, the, the uh, distinction of being the preseason favorite, but it's basically a tie at the, the top of Texas. And then yeah. you look at the national AP rankings where – Iowa State's eighth and Texas is third, so it's kind of flipped around. And then you also have Oklahoma and Baylor there, each with a first place vote. And, you know, 
I don't think anybody would be surprised to see those two teams battling for the conference title too. So I think it just the, the race for the uh, conference title will be really interesting because recently it's just been Baylor and everybody else. So mm-hmm. to have maybe four teams and I don't want to discount anybody below there, but just looking at the poll, the top four teams are kind of separated from the rest. Just those four teams, that battle for the top will be really interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, conference season has a lot of interesting storylines because I said last year that I thought the race for the Big 12 was as open as I could ever remember it being. And indeed it was. Uh, You know, it really came down to the wire and it kind of ended up being the same old story, but it was really close to not being that way. Uh, But then looking at this year, once again, you've got four people who are right in contention, but you also have the storyline of several new coaches. So you've got a lot of change at Oklahoma State, at West Virginia. It's it's really interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to it a lot. Uh, We've got a little bit of time before we get there, but it's. I can't remember votes being as close as well as the, I don't know that I've ever seen four teams get a first place vote uh, that I can recall in, in the women's preseason, which I think is also super interesting. I I'm really excited to see the team start playing at least a non-conference. We can see things flush out and say, okay, you know, are they who we think they are? Kind of like I said about football preseason where you, you have all these things that you think you know about a team, but you don't, you don't really know until they start playing. So the fact that we are, you know, what a, a week and a half away from the first exhibition game, almost exactly two weeks away from the first actual game in the season is, is wild. Like it, it certainly snuck up on me. I'm sitting there and I'm realizing like, Oh, sorry. I, I had to finalize my, my schedule for radio and stuff like that. Cause now I got to be an adult with an actual job too, but it's crazy. I'm excited. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly have a lot more to talk about as far as that goes, but yeah, I, I wish I could bring all like the exciting details of, of a scrimmage, but that's not my place. Uh, maybe if someone else leaks them, but it's, uh, it sounds good. And it sounds like as always, you know, mom always has something that she wants them to work on that she thinks that they can improve upon. But I don't think it's like, oh, this is this is going to be our, our downfall. It's more uh, we can always be better. Um, and so that's that's an exciting place to be, certainly. And I am. Gosh, I am. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, in addition, we've got obviously just just crazy stuff going on in women's basketball. Men's basketball, on the other hand, there's a lot of question marks, right? So you've got only four returners. Uh, you got a lot of transfers. You got a couple freshmen. But it's not like this is unprecedented territory for TJ Otzelberg. You know, this is kind of the situation that you guys were in last year. You know, you've got a lot of people who hadn't played together before. A lot of people who were maybe jumping into sort of different roles. And then you've got a new coach kind of getting himself situated in, uh, in the conference at Iowa state, you know, he's been around before obviously, but, and you end with a sweet 16 run. And so I don't think that anyone is, is predicting a repeat of that, but no one was predicting it last year either so for a team that's picked eighth to start the season and it's funny too because I've seen so many 
different and specific criticisms <laughs> of the men's basketball preseason poll. Uh, and it's, it's all, it's always just funny because if your team's high, you're going to love it. And if your team isn't as high as you think they are, you're going to be livid. Like I do understand where people are like, you're really going to pick Texas tech tied for fifth. Like they seem to generally have proven that maybe they could be higher than that, but also they're kind of a different landscape there too, but it's also yeah. It's also kind of a question of like, who are you moving down then? Right, like right. Like you're you're talking about what has been the best men's league in the country. Like yeah. women's basketball, you you'd have to make some arguments. Like I think the SEC has potentially kind of made that distinction for themselves. You can argue at different points, but it it's more of an argument on the women's side. On the men's side, like the Big Twelve has been so so good and so you're looking at several teams that at different points of the season are probably battling for number one in the country let alone number one in the conference but all that to say it's it's a weird spot to be in and so what I know you jumped in so late last year you know to to have you come back and help out um so obviously you weren't there for all of uh the preseason preparation and things like that but what do you think is probably going on behind the scenes going through people's head when you're looking at guys who you've only known for a handful of months, but you're getting ready to go into, uh, at least in the new year, the gauntlet of the Big 12 schedule, but the season is starting one way or the other. I think the coaches are just uh, trying to evaluate everyone's strengths. You know, it's bringing guys in from lots of different areas, um, just trying to see how well they mesh together. And, you know, I I have a full trust in the TJ and the whole coaching staff to figure out the style of play that best fits the personnel that they have. And so from the outside, it's kind of hard to tell right now what we have, you know, bringing in a bunch of newcomers and not having a whole lot of returners. But I just think that right now, maybe not, maybe not now, but like over the course of the off season, it's just figuring out how, how to blend everything together, how to bring in, you know, the personnel and how to get it all to fit together and give yourself the best chance to win. And I think last year, you know, we were able to do that. TJ and the staff were able to figure out the style of play that best fit, you know, the personnel that we have, the personnel that we had. And it was mostly a defensive defense first kind of mindset. You know, might, might not have been the prettiest style of basketball to watch, but I think that I think pretty much every cycle fan would say it last season was a huge success. And so, I think this year, you know, picked eighth again in the conference. I mean, the outside expectations probably aren't going to be very high again. They're probably expecting a regression, but I think inside those walls, there's probably a strong belief that they've found out a way to put everything together to give themselves the best chance to win. Yeah. I, you know, I think that it's interesting too, because you're in the situation where, like you said, there's not a lot of holdovers for last year. So you're looking at a lot of new faces, a lot of new situations. And then you throw an additional wrench when who, I mean, it seemed pretty consensus here who you think is going to be your point guard ends up getting hurt pretty late in the game, you know? And so all of a sudden it's like, well, back to the drawing board, who, who was our backup, who, 
could potentially slide into the point guard spot. And so from what it sounded like from what TJ said at media days, uh, there's a pretty strong likelihood that a lot of the brunt of point guard is going to be shouldered by your freshman with Taman Lipsy and Eli King. And so it's really unfortunate to have injuries in general ever. And especially late in the preseason but at the same time, you're already going through so many changes. So it's kind of like, well, here's another thing to adjust to. Let's get it figured out. And so it, it's a really interesting situation to be in where it's like, well, yeah, that's not probably great. But you're you're not going to be able to point at it and say, well, we saw him last year and he was so good. Like it's a newcomer anyway. And so you're just going to the next newcomer up on the depth chart and it's it's interesting it's I mean it's exciting obviously us knowing the Lipsy family and watching Tame and Lipsy growing up in Ames and then just knowing how highly regarded Eli King as a is as a player it's there's question marks obviously um but it's exciting I I just can't wait to see because I think that at a certain point like Flying under the radar is not a bad thing. Like, obviously, I'm excited for the women getting all that respect. They deserve it. They've earned it. Um, But there's also some pressure that comes with that. And when you're saying, hey, we're coming back from a Sweet 16 season and we're picked eighth and there's a couple people who remember what that felt like and there's a whole host of people who are hoping to find out what that kind of excitement, what that kind of run feels like. You just get to go out there and play and you hope that eventually you get a little bit of that recognition. You hope you earn a little bit of it, but it's, it's truly not the worst situation to be in. Yeah. I think, I think it, yeah, you can kind of play free and easy, not have to worry about outside expectations. Just go do your thing. Yeah. You, you play the best basketball you can. And if that's, if that's better than what people expected, Awesome. Yeah, that's I think that's where we are with basketball. There's certainly a lot more to discuss, but I generally am of the kind of of the opinion that you can only know so much preseason. And frankly, people go so much more in depth than I care to on the show. Like I don't I don't really want to go through and do a full roster review. I I would if if people like demanded it but I don't think anyone's demanding that from me or us so go find one of those if that's what you're looking for but in the meantime we're going to keep being kind of excited we'll talk about it in general terms and then in you know not next episode but the episode after we're gonna have actual basketball to talk about so that's exciting I'm excited for that I can't wait frankly (laughs) if I if I try to predict what's gonna happen on an individual basis I'll most likely be wrong so I might as well just just save it well yeah like I could go through and say oh yes and and this person's stats last year were this and these are their strength like it's been done I don't I'm not gonna spend my time doing things other people are doing I try my best to avoid that I am here for vibes and bad jokes and occasionally information about growing up in the athletic department and living and breathing women's basketball the rest of it like it is what it is but all right 
that's where we're at there. Um, we'll pretend that when I was talking about how excited I was about basketball season, I used this transition. You know what else I'm excited about? <clears throat> Home field apparel. <laughs> I've added a couple shirts to my collection. I got my I got my yellow dribbling sigh. And I did get the TCU shirt I was talking about, the horn frog in the pimcoat. And it's good. It's great. As always, super comfortable. They keep adding more and more schools. Um, I'm thinking that my next edition might come from the Wyoming collection because uh, as our listeners may or may not know, Iowa State women's basketball alum Heather Zell was named their head coach over the summer. Uh, summer? Last year? Last year? Like early before the summer? I don't know. In the, in the past year, uh, she has been named their head coach. So I'm excited for her. I want to support her. So I'm going to have to go through the Wyoming collection, which is pretty great and, and very new. Uh, obviously, also a bunch of Cyclone shirts. There's sport exclusive. There's general, but they're all amazing. Uh, like I liked to remind you, they run a little bit long. So if you are like our absurdly tall family uh, and over six foot, likelier that they'll fit you than something off the rack. But Homefield Apparel, uh, homefieldapparel.com is where you're going to find all of those incredible schools, including also every single school in the Big 12. So head over there. If you haven't yet, use code CYCLONE12. Gets you 15% off your first order. They also have a habit of like throwing out random sales on teams that do something cool or exciting. Uh, they also have been dropping new shirts and merch pretty frequently. So definitely give them a follow on Twitter. Highly recommend that. But yeah, go get yourself some home field apparel. It was really cold. It is no longer as cold, but fall is definitely coming. So go get yourself like a nice hoodie or crew neck. Also very comfortable, super, super warm. Highly recommend homefieldapparel.com. Use code Cyclone12, 15% off your first order. All right. We have done very well about the good vibes today, I think. I feel I feel good. We do have to talk about next weekend. And that I I don't know how to feel. Um which is Iowa State taking on Oklahoma at home. It It's a strange situation to be in because my brain doesn't quite know how to wrap itself around what Oklahoma has done this year or rather not done. And then look, we all know what Iowa state season has been. So I don't know how I feel. I never make like strict predictions, but I truly, more than any other game, don't really know what to expect. You've got both teams coming off a bye. So they've game planned, obviously. Um, you've got ISU looking at this. And if you if you have a hope of going bowling, which is obviously still mathematically possible, and potentially, like, a legitimate path there if you defend your home field. 
but it's that's a nerve-wracking situation to be in with like a a program that's been so good but is having obviously a very down year as far as their standards go and to have a line that's very nearly a pickem and to say all right win this one otherwise you're having to beat a ranked team on the road to go bowling <sighs> yeah. i'm nervous yeah and in terms of oklahoma like looking at them just trying to figure out what to expect from them in my mind i'm just throwing the texas game i'm just throwing that out the window yeah. in terms of what to expect from them because you know dylan gabriel didn't play and so their offense was just just could not get anything going with their backup and nothing against their backup, but just they were on the struggle bus for that game. Like they just couldn't do anything. They did not and have so, good vibes in that game. No. And so like, it's, I guess it's hard for the defense, you know, your offense isn't doing anything. And so your defense is on the field, but so just kind of snowballed and they I got destroyed. What that's but, like. but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, they aren't going to look like that on Saturday. So, I'm throwing that one out the window, but in terms of the, their other games, they lose at home to K state with Dylan Gabriel and they lose Dylan Gabriel in the game to TCU. But at that point they were already down by quite a bit. So it's, I would, I'm guessing they still probably would have lost that one. And it's really their defense. That was the problem against Kansas state and uh, TCU. And so you're hoping that our offense can kind of continue what they started last week it looks like it looks like the offense kind of made strides last week uh hunter deckers was pretty good on third downs you had some mm -hmm. uh, some good third down conversions and so hopefully that continues into this week although oklahoma did have a bye week and it kind of concerns you that you know people have been talking about all year how how bad oklahoma is this year you know what's wrong with oklahoma and now they have they beat kansas and they have the bye week to kind of regroup i i expect to see a much better Oklahoma team for the last five games of the year than what we saw, you know, going into the bye week from them. So I don't, that's, I guess just a long way of saying, yeah, I don't really know what to expect either. Um, it's a spread is like Oklahoma favored by one and a half, I think yeah. right now. And Iowa state, to be honest, hasn't been good in those situations. You know, those close spread games, those kind of coin flip games, Iowa state has not been very good. Um, this year, the coin's uh, been weighted against them. <laughs> yes. This year we're one and three, I think, in those type of games. Beat Iowa and then lose to Baylor, I, Kansas. I highly Kansas recommend State. not looking up their record over the past several years in yeah, those situations. I, was, yeah, I think Chris Felica tweets it like every time Iowa State has a close game. He, he tweets about how it bad bites. our record is. And, yeah. I mean, prior, prior to Campbell and like several years ago, it's because we were always on the short end. Like we were always the underdog. And so that that impacts things. But it, yeah. it well, yeah. I mean, just like the our our record in like one score games and like the amount of games we've lost by one score, yeah. not not good vibes. Uh, yeah, it's it's really tough to judge. And Oklahoma, like you, I think you're 100 percent right. I think it'll be a very different team uh, coming out to Ames on Saturday. I don't think that Iowa State will be a very different team. I hope they could be a slightly better version of themselves. I liked, you mentioned, Hunter Deckers looked a lot better, I thought, as well. Um, 
was able to kind of push the pace a little bit more, had a few more opportunities to put a little bit of air under the ball. Uh, you know, like I've said on, I said on, I said it on here, you can't make a big play if you don't attempt one. And so I like to see them going for something a little bit bigger once in a while because why not? Um, and hey, maybe you have... <laughs> Maybe have a slightly healthier version of your team as well. It would certainly be nice to have like a pretty healthy, not even 100%, but like a pretty healthy Gyro Brock would be really nice. Uh, that would be, yeah, that would be a huge boost. Uh, having having people coming up a bye week, you know, slightly less tired. Maybe if they had a couple bumps and bruises that could heal up. That's always great. But ultimately, I'm not expecting major changes as far as game plan, because that's not the way things work here. But maybe they can just be a slightly better version themselves. And depending on what Oklahoma has done in this week, you got a shot. And so truly, the the, the craziest thing is that this really isn't far off from what a lot of people would have expected this far into the season, but just the way things have shaken out makes it feel a lot worse. Yeah. So you just, I just want, I want to see a game. I, I've said this every week and I still don't know that I'll ever get the wish. Like I just would love to have a game where I'm not saying what if afterwards. Like the close losses are just the hardest to stomach. And that's not news to anyone. That's not controversial. But I just want there to be a time where you feel like generally we did the right thing. Things were called the right way. And the game shakes out the way you think it it probably should have based on the way it was played. Like, that's probably like the the least controversial, like least interesting statement anyone has ever had the audacity to make on a podcast. But just like, give me a game that I feel like is like, yeah, all right, that makes sense in my head that that happened that way. <laughs> yeah, and what what I want to see personally is I want to see Iowa State play play from ahead for once. Because oh. like so far this year, I mean, it's been heart the dream. Stop. I mean, because. I mean, SEMO and Ohio obviously was were comfortable wins, but then Iowa, you're down for most of the game, then you score a touchdown late to win it. Well, Baylor, you get down early. Kansas, you get down early. Kansas State, you get down early. And Texas, you know, you've kind of were back and forth a little bit, but yeah, just I I want to see Iowa State get out in front, maybe score first, and then let's just try that on for size. Yeah, I mean, see I, how it I, feels. I think, we scored first last or against Texas too, but I want to I want to see it again. I want to see it at home. I want to see it in person. Give them want, another chance. And, yeah, it's just it's a it's it's a lot easier for me to watch a game and we're ahead than you know hoping for the comeback. It just it just burns you out. It just takes it out of you. You know, yeah. even if it gets exciting later, like give me a couple seconds where I can breathe, please, while watching this game. <laughs> Yeah. And that I mean, might be maybe, a tall greedy, but I mean, get a two touchdown, like get a two possession. Oh. I mean, last week, you know, we got ahead and had a chance to go up two scores. And then obviously we throw the pick down in the end zone. So 
it'd be nice to get out to a good start and you know, try to hold a lead. Cause I feel like with our defense, you know, if we can get out to a lead, I'd feel a lot better about things, but yeah, Just... especially with Oklahoma's offense, you know, they'll, they'll never be out of it. So, right, right, right. Like d just give yourself a slightly better chance. Like, yeah, they, they, I mean, for what I've seen, they throw the deep ball well, so we're probably going to have to be ready for that. And they can run the ball, too. They ran for almost 300 yards against Kansas. So a team that we, we didn't exactly uh, light up the scoreboard against. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Needless to say. But, yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, neither of us have any, like, exciting and, and innovative insight, but – there's there's still things to pay attention to like there, there's still reason to watch there's still reason to tune in um and i don't know it's exciting to have another opportunity uh i won't be in town i'm gonna be at a wedding so i i get the fun thing where i can very easily not see anything about it um and maybe i i, I take a glance once in a while and hopefully see some good things and then, you know, you step away to watch the end of a game if it's exciting or whatever. But it's an interesting one. It's kind of how fall goes. Y'all get it. But I know you will be there, I assume, and cheering loud. And hopefully, like you said, getting to witness a little bit of playing from ahead. A concert. Yes. That'd be easy I don't know on, what the weather's on, supposed on my to heart be. And all hopefully, the... hopefully the weather uh, cooperates a little bit more. Yeah, it's looking, I mean, it's looking sunny on saturday that'd be that'd be fine sunny and 61 as of right now wouldn't be too shabby especially with a morning kick yeah it's exciting we'll see hopefully hopefully it's a great game and we can just roll good vibes into next week's episode but either way i feel like this has been therapeutic for me it has been very fun lots of good stuff lots of good stuff to share today got to do a better job of continuing to include our you know olympic sports and such we'll definitely keep volleyball as a, a part of the frequent rundown because i'll be taking better notes there uh and yeah basketball coming up very very quick all right well i i didn't have much intelligent to say today and i'm out if i ever had any but i will i will wrap up the episode uh sending out another request if you've got stuff you want us to talk about uh i know i said i i got a request to talk about iowa state the the basketball scrimmages can't say a whole lot uh thumbs up on that one but continue to request anything we can we will we will try to include on the episode uh obviously this is fun for us to talk to each other, but we can do that without recording. So if there's stuff that you guys want to know about, if there's stuff that you guys really enjoy hearing us discuss, please reach out. Let me know. Uh, Twitter is probably the best way. That is uh, Cyclone Fam Pod on Twitter. That's the show account. Obviously, I am at JSteyz, J-S-T-E-Y-Z. That's on pretty much every platform. You can find Eric at Eric Steyer, E-R-I-C-S-T-E-Y-E-R. -E -E yeah, track us down. Throw us a comment, question, c concern, if you got one. Uh, I would I would hope not, but if you've got a concern, I'm, I'm here for it. My, my ears are open. But yeah, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for weathering the storm as we took our two weeks off. But we are back just in time for 
Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the most wonderful time of the year is basketball season starts. Football continues to play. Hopefully we continue to have uh, some stuff on the line there. But yeah, it's been fun. Eric, thank you for once again joining me and not uh, not deciding that two weeks was too long of a hiatus and bailing. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back next week. Uh, I, yeah, I, I can't hopefully foresee a uh, reason why not. Of course, I didn't foresee the two weeks, but planning on being back next week. Uh, we'll talk more basketball. We'll talk football. We'll talk whatever else is, is worth being talked about. Uh, I'm Jamie Sire Johnson alongside Eric Steyer. This is the Cyclone Family Podcast. We are a part of the 1012 Network at 1012 Network on Twitter, as well as Sports Drake. Thank you so much. You guys are all the best. We'll be back. Have a good one. Go Cyclones. <laughs>